Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of AGP, brought to you by Strict Nine Studios. On today's episode, we welcome back comic writer and illustrator Eric Adams, who just happens to be the man who got my mommy to read her very first comic book and to buy her first comic book, which I am so excited for because now I can speak geek with my mom. But before we get into the show, I do want to take a moment of silence. For those of you who haven't heard or for those of you who have, we're going to take a moment of silence because today we lost an iconic member of our community, Mr. Herb Trent, who is known for his work in The Incredible Hulk, The Defenders, Iron Man, Thor. Um, He's done G.I. Joe. He's been one of the greatest people in the comic industry and one of the nicest people to ever meet. He was a fabulous artist and his he will be missed dearly. Thank you for still having the comics in our lives to be able to remember him by. So we're going to take just a moment of silence for him. Thank you everybody for that. So now let's go ahead and let's get into the show. So without further ado, I'd like everybody to welcome back the one, the only, the sick and twisted man himself, Mr. Eric Adams to the show. Hello, Eric. How are you doing today? Hey, hey. I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. I, I can't complain. And even if I did complain, would it really do me any good? Um, it depends who's listening. Maybe. <laughs> and I'd, I'd like to point out that I'm not the only Eric Adams. I don't. I haven't been able to successfully copyright the name. So, well, you're my Eric Adams, and that's the only thing that's important. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen you in like forever. Yeah, I know. It's been what less than a week. <laughs> I think so. I think I've seen you everywhere almost every weekend for the past month, but not really. I've just been to a lot of conventions, and so have you. Well, and I'm sure this is it's not going to be the last time you see me as many conventions as I do. So, and many conventions that you do because I know there's going to be many more conventions that we're going to definitely run into each other. So, just it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be around you because you're so much fun and we had a blast at Tricon this past weekend. It was a lot of fun. How did you enjoy the show? Oh yeah, Tricon's great and this year was good too. Um the uh, I had a pretty good table set up and a pretty good location, and it's kind of like there's there's a good crowd, which is good for exhibitors, people like me. But it wasn't so crowded that I couldn't get up and walk around and talk to people too. So it was like a really good balance of everything, and uh, I like that show a lot. And um, schedule permitting, I'll be back next year. Are you going to go to their second show in Columbus in August? I have signed up, and I intend to go. Yes. Um, I am tentatively saying it's possible I couldn't, but that's a, you know what? I'm going, let's just say that I'm going. (laughs) The chances of me not going are so slim. Um, Let's just say I'm going, yes. 
All right, great. Because, you know, what what would a show be without you there? I mean, I just don't know if I could handle it. I really couldn't. Well, <laughs> you might not be able to. I know your mom wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> well, I cannot wait for the day. So she's now reading comics thanks to you. And I get this message. Okay, now, to bring everybody up to date, the last time I could really talk geek with my mom was probably in 1983 when the television series V came out. You know, the one with the lizards from outer space that came to Earth to steal all our water and make us food, starring Jane Badler, Mark Singer, um, oh, Robert England. Great television show. Absolutely loved it. Adored it. But that was probably, like, the last time I could speak geek. Like, Mom never really got into Star Wars or Star Trek, and she would not, for any means, pick up a comic book. And so the last time you were on the show, my mom was listening, and you really intrigued her with what you had to say. So my mom comes up to me. She goes, well, do you have some of his books? Yes, I do. And I hand her the first issue of Black Luster World, and then the three that you were just getting ready to, you, I had just picked them up because I finally got the hard copies at Gem City, so I gave her all three of the copies of Goodbye Weather, Pecking Order, and Rum Springa. And she says she read them back to back to back to back, and then she's like, he's a sick and twisted man, and I'm just laughing. And then the next thing I know, she's like, well, now i got to go over to the Kickstarter, and then all she's talking about is the coffee mug to no end, and then she's giving me more updates than you are on what's going on with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm glad I, to have. Yeah, I'm glad so you, to have brought her into the circle. <laughs> one of <laughs> us. One of us. You are one of us now. <laughs> now she's going to be scared. She's going to be like, "Okay, I quit." <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> And speaking of your Kickstarter, you were just getting ready to launch that the last time you were on the episode. How has that been going out, going for you? Pretty darn excellent, really. We um, let's see, we launched May, oh, sorry, uh, March uh, was like eleventh, March eleventh, something like that. Today is April fourteenth, so we only got um, three days left to go. And uh, so far, as of this very minute, we've raised eight thousand eight hundred and thirty-nine dollars. And our goal was eight thousand, so we're about we're one hundred and ten percent funded right now. Um, Congratulations! And, uh, thank you, thank you. It was, I'll tell you, I I kind of knew that this would be an obsessive compulsive thing running a Kickstarter, but you don't really know until you experience it, and um, it, it's it's a very nerve wracking thing because all, all along I'll tell you I have been very confident that the the goal was going to be met, but it's not the kind of thing you can just sit on and wait for it to happen. You have to constantly be promoting it, which means you're constantly looking at the Kickstarter app on your phone and hitting refresh and hitting refresh and hitting refresh, trying to see if the number goes up and trying to see what kind of activity is going on with it all the time. In fact, I I wrote a very funny press release about this that got a lot of coverage last week. Um, uh, Let me see. The the headline, if I remember correctly, was... um, Graphic novelist enjoys the anxiety of crowd fu- crowdfunding. Really, it feels great. <laughs> I read that. I died laughing reading it. It was so entertaining to read that. I was just like, "Thank you." Yeah, he pretty much hit it on the head right there, right there. Boom. That's well, awesome. it's 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 mostly true stories. I I mean, there's there's some you know threads of fiction in there, but need that to keep it funny. But it was um. 
just thought when it comes to promoting a Kickstarter, everybody's sending out press releases that say, this comic book is on Kickstarter. And nobody cares about that because right now there's like over 200 comics on Kickstarter. Um, and uh, I didn't want to send out a press release that would just get lost in the crowd. So I wrote one that was funny and I thought that people would actually read. And it's almost not even about my Kickstarter, but I got to talk about my Kickstarter in it. So in that respect, it was a success. And I could definitely track actual backers finding the Kickstarter through that press release. So that was a, that was a good hit. Um, and prior to that, we had a lot of good press along the way. Cause you know, like you've probably seen like the Kickstarter trends where there's a lot of activity up front and a lot of activity at the end, but that middle is really, uh, we've had a pretty solid line going up from the very beginning to where we are right now. Um, and uh, I think it's because we've been lucky with a lot of good press hits just spaced out just right. Um, one of the biggest ones we had was the, the AV Club, Onion's sister, the Onion Sister website, the AV Club, uh, picked our comic as a staff pick. Um, and that was, that was huge. So I put that little emblem on everything I could to point out how important and famous Lackluster World is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with the Kickstarter, we... Um, so just to talk about some details with that, so um, for anybody who doesn't know, what we're actually kickstarting is the hardcover edition of Lackluster World. It's collecting the seven issues, seven comic book issues of Lackluster World that have been released over the past 10 years, but not just collecting them. It's actually a director's cut version of that whole story where I'm adding nearly uh, or about 100 pages of um, all new comic content to it. So the total hardcover book is going to be 380 pages. Um, and I guess the story for anybody who's not familiar, just to give it, give you the quick pick, quick pitch. Buster uh, World is about an albino man using vandalism and journalism to change his world, all the while trying to avoid his fanatically religious siblings and their desperate attempts to convert him. Um, so, this book is um, something I've been wanting to make for a decade, and I'm finally getting to do it now. We're, when we're funded, which is great. Um, Along the way, we so we started off the Kickstarter with rewards that were pretty typical. There's, of course, the book itself. Uh, we had the digital book that was available. Um, we had some T-shirt options. We still have all this stuff, by the way. We're not out of anything. We, still, we had T-shirt options on there, um, some art prints. And along the way, we added some other uh, reward levels. We added a coffee mug, um, which is actually – I've been selling those independently for, you know, at conventions on my own website for a long time. But the coffee mug is very popular on the Kickstarter <laughs> um, so that's, that's, I mean, I, I thought I'd move some, but I'm surprised how many people want the coffee mug. That's great. I mean, it's well, a great just coffee mug. Don't get me wrong. Just remember what I told you about the coffee mug. Just remember what I told you about the coffee mug at a uh, Tricon. Somebody specifically wants a different one when you get an opportunity to make another one. Yes. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I thought about making more because this one's been pretty successful, but well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, maybe I can make a set like a four, coffee mug set. You know. um, that would be awesome. Just with different vandalism scenes from the book, you know, across the coffee mugs. I thought that'd be, that'd be cool. I think it would be. I'll, I'll buy a set. I don't drink coffee, but I can use it for hot chocolate. Sure. Or tea. <laughs> if you want to be fancy, drink tea. Um, I'll take a hot chocolate. You get marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also added a bunch of uh, original artwork and um, not a single piece is sold. So <laughs> I must overvalue my artwork. <laughs> so 
we'll see. I actually I put all the I put like 15 or 16 pages of original artwork up there, and uh, I thought there are pretty choice pieces from the book actually stuff that I still haven't sold yet, and um, nobody bought a single one. So I lowered the prices a bit, and still nobody's bought a single one. So we'll see. Maybe there'll be a few that get uh, snatched up here before the end. But um, we're talking about the original pages from Lackluster World is what I, I have up there. And um, I think the, the cost ranges anywhere from like $175 to $350 for, for one of those. And those all include the, the book itself, the hardcover book that the Kickstarter is all about, um, and, and some of the other uh, miscellaneous items too. Like you'd get a, a digital copy of the book as well. You'd get the, the limited edition Kickstarter postcard. Um, but uh, yeah, pick up that art, people. What's going on? Um, but we, I have some uh, commission awards on there, rewards on there that are going uh, pretty well, and same with uh, cameo spots in the book. And then um, just this past, or actually just yesterday, uh, I added the three brand new narrator books that uh, we talked about recently um, to the Kickstarter. And um, we had a pretty good uptick because of that too. So nice. overall, the Kickstarter is going very, very well. And um, we are, as I mentioned, we're, we're pretty close to $9,000. Our stretch goal is at our first stretch goal is at ten thousand dollars. We have three days to do it, and I think we can. And uh, what the stretch goal will allow us to do is um, th this hardcover book design. Um, there's this character. The main character is Fahrenheit, and he vandalizes a lot of stuff in the book, and he does so with a lot of white paint. And the cover has a lot of white paint on it in various places. And I wanted to do a UV spot cover. That's where, for those who don't know, that's where you can make like part of the book shiny and part of it not shiny. And I wanted to make all those paint um, pieces, paint surfaces on the cover of the book, like pretty and shiny, because I think it would really perfect like the, the graphic design of that whole book package and really make it kind of an, an art object, complete it as an art object that um, people would like to have on their shelves, including me. I, I designed it with that in mind, but... Um, I really, really hope we hit, to this, hit, hit the stretch goal so we can do that because I think that, to me, that's like I would feel like it's not it's not there yet if we don't get that 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 UV spot coat on the uh, cover. Right. Uh, I think have, it really would pop that. I think it would really pop your comic from what I could see of the cover when I look at the Kickstarter. That would really pop it really well. Yeah, I I think there's really no doubt if you. Everybody looked at it, and anybody who knows anything about printing and knows what I'm talking about, they could definitely get behind that. Um, anyway, help me make it happen. Come on. And we only have three days, so come on, everybody. Come on over. You know you want to. You want to check out these rewards. I'm a backer. My mom's a backer. That should tell you something, because my mom has never <laughs> read a comic book in her life. If that doesn't sell something, I don't know what will. <laughs> 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 well, the Kickstarter experience has been um, it's been very positive overall, and uh, it's just it, it's a it's a stressful thing, and everybody tells you that, and I believed it going in, but you just you don't know what what it's like until you, you go through it. You wake up in the middle of the night and you immediately check your phone for backers all the time. <laughs> you're constantly wanting to know what's going on with the Kickstarter, and um, and you're constantly second guessing all your promotional efforts. Like you post a bunch of stuff on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, you want to post something again later, and it doesn't get as many likes on it as maybe the previous stuff. And you're thinking, oh man, maybe maybe I'm overdoing it. And people are getting sick of seeing. Me. Maybe I need to back off for a few days. And 
you know, or maybe somebody's going to back out of uh, pledging because I've annoyed them so much with all of my posting or, you know, you're always kind of thinking of what, what actions are you taking and are they adversely affecting the success of your crowdfunding campaign? So then how much of a heart attack did I give you when I was logged into the wrong account basket, had to back out and then battery basket? <laughs> um, you know, not at all, because I knew exactly what happened the second it happened. I was like, oh, that's just Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that happen and I saw it canceled. I was like, oh, she's going to, she'll log into her account and do it in 10 seconds. And you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> I get a message. Hey, what's this? Oh, crap. Wrong account. Hold on. <laughs> 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 I felt so bad, like, um, Eric is going to be sitting there going, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite all right. No, it's, um, oh, another thing is we're at 199 backers right now. So we're one away from 200. Nice. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think we're going to get, uh, I, I think we're going to hit 10,000 before the end. I'm really, or if it's not come extremely close to it, and if we're close enough, hell, I'll throw in the extra 50 bucks or hundred bucks or something. We get close enough, but I really want to see that hit 10,000. I'd be super thrilled if I did. Um, so anyway, any, well, this whole campaign has been going on. Like, I, I think I said this uh, a mo- over a month ago when I was on the show last, this was, this was going to be, and now has been the like busiest comics month of my life. Um, Cause I didn't just have the Kickstarter going on. I had three brand new books come out simultaneously. And then I just, finished my sixth convention in five weekends. And that was crazy. <laughs> I don't want to do that many <laughs> conventions in a row anymore. Um, but we did uh, Lexington, Toy and Comic Con, uh, Indiana Comic Con, which were on the same weekend. Um, then there was, uh, I went to South Carolina Comic Con, Gem City Comic Con, Lexington Cosplay and Comic Con, which is different than the other Lexington show. And then finally, Tricon this past weekend. And um, I had this idea that going into all these conventions, it, basically, I went to all these conventions during the Kickstarter to just cram in as much promotion as possible. And I, I think it was pretty successful. I know we picked up people at a lot of conventions, not all of them, because not, not all the conventions were successful, but I know we picked up backers from many of them. Um, the, uh, let's see, the idea I had going into these conventions was, yeah, we'll, we'll take an iPad and we'll have some kind of like convention only uh, incentive and we'll get people to pledge there at the convention. We'll get, they'll get this incentive. And that didn't work at all. Like nobody, like nobody was willing to sign up at the convention at all. And after we did two or three shows like that, we didn't even try anymore. Um, <laughs> nobody wants to like be fiddling around with an iPad and logging into their Kickstarter account and trying to do that right there on the spot. Um, the lesson learned there, just give them the information they need to, to move on and do it on their own time. Um, right. So, yeah. uh, well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, just so you know, um, we actually already have a question which actually happens to pertain to one of the three books that you just released, which is any plans to expand the world that Goodbye Weather is set in? I, um, not necessarily. Uh, of all three of those uh, single-serving books, as they're called, I don't have any plans right now to expand on any of them. All three of them are written to be one-shot books, but all three of them also have enough world-building behind them that they definitely could be expanded. Especially not so much into the stories that happen in those books, but into uh, the world around them in those books. And um, if any of them are successful enough 
And so far, I think all three of them are actually showing the signs that all three years may be going to be successful enough. Um, I would definitely be willing to expand into the world a little further. And part of me even wonders if um, of the three books, there's Goodbye Weather, there's Pecking Order, and there's Rumspringa. Um, I kind of even wonder if Pecking Order and Goodbye Weather couldn't be in the same world um, when you really think about just different geographic locations on the planet. Um, I was kind of like making that up, really. I don't know, but <laughs> that's not, that wasn't really how it was written. But lately, I've been trying to think of a lot of, uh, or not trying to think, I've had a lot of ideas for new stories, and it feels like everything I'm writing is kind of existing in one Eric Adams universe. And uh, Lackluster World is definitely an exception, and then Rum Spring is kind of an exception, too, because it's just a funny, goofy book. But um, Goodbye Weather, in particular, I, um, I would be very interested to continue the story of the characters in that book, um, because in, the, in that book, we're really kind of like near the end of their lives, and they're not dying or anything like that, but they're, they're almost elder, they're, they're borderline elderly, and um, I uh, think it'd be cool to go back to their past, because that's really what this particular book is kind of about. It talks about their past um, a lot, and uh, I think it'd be interesting to see how they became the people they are that, uh, in that book. Um, so to answer your question, there's no plans, but I'd consider it if it sold really well. And you know who it's been, Goodbye Weather has been really popular with um, women more so than men, which is really refreshing um, because it's kind of a hard science fiction book. There's a lot of sci-fi things happening. And um, it's, it's kind of action-y, but kind of not. It's, uh, it's probably the book that has the most heart, which I don't mean to be stereotypical, but I think that women are more drawn to books, uh, more women than men are drawn to books that have a little more heart in them. Um, but um, I found that to be interesting as I've been hitting all these conventions and selling copies of it, that it's definitely more women that read it. Um, the same guest that asked the question said, goodbye weather could be an, could be an epic, but no pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading that too. Who, who is, I'm wondering who guest six is. Is it someone I know? I don't know. No, you uh, should ask. You're in the chat room. You could always ask. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am right now. Who are you, guest sick? <laughs> so um, we had uh, we had two other books as well, and um, they've all been successful in different ways. Uh, Pecking Order is the one that seems to get the most oh my God response at the end where everybody's really excited about it and really wants more story. And um, I guess personally, I feel like that's the one that's probably the most extendable too. Like there's a, I think that there's a potential like next story from the right, from the end of this issue. And I, in fact, I know exactly what it would be if I ever wrote it, <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I'm not making any promises that I'm continuing any of these books. The, the other book would be Rumspringa, which has probably been the most popular because it's the easiest one to sell, really. It's, it, the title's technically Rumspringa, an Amish punk yarn, and it's got wooden barn robots fighting on the cover. It's a pretty easy sell to anybody, <laughs> anybody who sees it walking by. So um, there's been a lot, of, a lot of impulse buys on that one, and I've been told it's very funny, and I think it's very funny. So I think um, I thought if I made a sequel to that one, it would, like this one's called Rumspringa with an exclamation point. And if there were sequels, they might be shunned or churned. or I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about it. 
it's still a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to hear that the Kickstarter has been successful and the public is really responding to your new three comics. And it, it's very helpful that you've been doing nothing but going from convention to convention to convention to convention. And, we'll, and in all honesty, how exhausted are you just from doing those small amount of conventions in that much amount of time, in that little bit amount of time? How exhausted am I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, very. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> exhausted. I, uh, it's not just the conventions either. Like I said, I, I, you, just, you don't sleep well when you're running Kickstarter. And um, I'm going to sleep very well this weekend because we're going to be funded and it's going to be over. Uh, <laughs> but, and I don't have to go to a convention. I can stay home all weekend. So I'm probably going to watch movies all weekend. Off? Are you allowed to do that? I'm sorry? You're taking a weekend off? Are you even allowed to do that? Yes, I am, because I am my boss. I get to choose when I take a week off. <laughs> the, uh, the next few shows, I, I don't have a show again until um, May. I'll be at Motor City. and uh, Well, actually, I'm going to be at uh, Arcadia, Arcadian Comics in Newport for New Free Comic Book Day. Um, May 2nd, I think that is this year. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I've got those two shows, and then Derby. Um, Derby City in June, and then San Diego, uh, where we're going to be releasing the uh, hardcover version of Lackluster World. Wait. That's the end of... <laughs> and that's Oops. the end? You're just stopping at San Diego and not doing anything else for the year? Oh, no. I, I, that's, I have more going on than that. That's just... Um, that's what I'm calling the end of Phase 1. Um, after that, I get to pick up and start on all my new stuff. Um, I do have a few conventions lined up after that. I'll be at Tricon Columbus, as we mentioned earlier. Um, and then um, what else am I signed up for? Oh, it's Space. Space is actually happening the weekend after San Diego. And uh, it got moved there from this past weekend because the hotel they're usually in shut down on them unexpectedly. So um, new location, new time of year for Space. That'll be a fun show. And then um, I went ahead and signed up for both Cincinnati shows in September, um, Cincinnati Comic Con and Cincinnati Comic Expo. And man, I wish those guys would just get it together and not fight a week apart. What are you guys thinking? <laughs> just pick a different part of the year. Come on. Um, and then uh, I'll be going to. But it's a tough competitive world out there with these conventions. Yeah, when you, when you want it to be, I guess. It doesn't need to be. There's nothing wrong with having a spring show and a fall show in the same city. Um, no. Or even if they were a month apart, but they're a week apart. That's nuts. Well, let's see. Out of those shows, I will be at the Tricon in Columbus. I'll be at the Cincinnati Comic Con. I'm actually going to the Wizard World Mid-Ohio Con instead of the Expo, so I won't see you at the Expo this year. Okay. Um, and, I will, and I will be going to space. Cool. Space is a great – you've not been to space, have you? No, I have not been to space. Space is great for finding new, interesting, weird comics. It is, it is great. Um, and I'll probably be at New York, but I haven't. Uh, that's not official, you know. I, I set my application in, and we're kind of waiting to hear back. Um, so that's a maybe. But anyway, the <laughs> after the um, San Diego, uh, like I said, that's kind of the end of phase one. So the next question is, what's phase two, Eric? And, um, yeah, what is phase two, Eric? Well, 
I, of course, am going to have some new comic stuff in the works. I don't think I'm going to be releasing any new books of my own before the end of the year. I think I won't, you won't see a new book for me until um, early 2016. But who knows? If something happens quick enough, maybe. Um, but that's really due to the fact that I don't plan to make any small books from this point going forward, and I don't intend to release issues of anything. I'm going to complete the, the volume of work that something would be before I release it. Um, but what's really happening in the fall is, uh, and I don't know the exact date, we're, it's September, October, and, and we're basically trying to time it with primetime television season. Um, we're going to be launching the new Narrier.com website. Now, Narrier, for those who didn't catch it from the last show, Narrier is my new publishing company that Jessica White and I started in January. And Narrier is, um, I, I, right now it's functioning as a publishing company, but it's really more of an entertainment uh, publishing and distribution company. And, and what we're going to be doing with Narrier.com is following what I think is a very novel and unique webcomics distribution model. And we are seeking out new comic talent, um, preferably with people who already have work done, <laughs> not, not people who are looking to create new work. Um, <laughs> we're looking for work to run on this website um, as if it, with the kind of model that it's like primetime comics. We're going to run web comics four days a week, Monday through Thursday, twice a night at either 8 and 9 p.m. or 9 and 10 p.m. And we're going to be pushing out those comics kind of the same way they push out primetime television now. And we're going to be pretty much, you know, I guess in a way, riding the coattails of primetime television. Like while you're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. In, during the commercial breaks, you can be at Narrier.com reading new comic content that's going live right at that time. Um, so we want to start with eight new um, titles uh, this fall. And um, I can say right now that Lackluster World is going to be one of them for sure. Um, the releases are not going to be like a page per week or day or anything like that. Um, for example, if uh, Lackluster World is going to be one of them, right, it's going to be maybe 10 p.m.s at Wednesday, you get six new pages of Lackluster World in one chunk. You get like a chapter once a week. And yeah. um, I think that's the model it needs to be to keep enough interest for people to keep coming back. Because there's so many web comics that release one page at a time. And as a reader, I, I just don't read like that at all. I can't, it's like I, have to, I almost have to go back and read a few more pages to get caught up with where I'm at. And then if I, even then, I'm kind of not really sure, um, I'm not going to remember what's happened the, the following week. So the idea is give people just enough to excite them and something that really kind of feels satisfactory before they, so when they come back next week, it's, it's fresher in their head. It's more of a concrete idea and uh, they can pick up where they left off. Um, but we're looking for uh, people with completed comics. Um, and again, I, I got to stress completed comics, um, preferably com many completed comics um, to run on the site. <clears throat> I am talking to others right now. I do not have any contracted, so I can't name names. And um, uh, a lot of our like local regional talent that some of them, some of you know Amanda. Um, uh, so I'm talking to them to try to bring their uh, comics to the website. Um, so that's what we got coming up in the fall. And um, oh, I'm sorry. Another important point about um, what we're looking for is uh, the comics content is Narrier is really kind of about post-genre entertainment, and that means. I don't really want superheroes and I don't want Westerns and I don't want horror stories. 
I don't want something that's easily definable in a word like that. I really want the kind of quirky, odd, difficult to sell, frankly, comic books, um, because I feel like to try to compete with the genre doesn't really, it kind of makes you exchangeable with other people that are also working in the genre. Um, and I think if I try to go for no genre, I kind of create a genre of my own through narrator and the narrator, or, and then the genre might become narrator. So that's where we're going. If you're somebody out there that has a weird, interesting, quirky comic that has a, a sizable amount of work done on it. In other words, so that you're not late <laughs> getting pages to the, the site weekly, uh, please communicate with me um, because I'd be very interested in talking to you about it further. And the website for that is www.narrier.com? That's right, narrier.com. Here, I'll put it in the chat room for everybody. I am already on it. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> well, yours is just the website. Mine, I just copied the link. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds amazing, and I'm sure you're going to find plenty of people that are going to be interested in that, that are going to jump on it and you know, with, we'll make sure that, you know, when you're really ready to start launching and everything, you get to come back on here, and we're really going to push it, and we're going to get you all the talent that you could possibly ever want. Well, great. Yeah, I definitely would want to come back and, and talk about it until I can't talk anymore. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, it, this, again, this is going to be like phase two. This is where everything's going to be launching. Um, and everything I'm going to do in the future uh, would go uh, online at narrier.com first and uh, only go to and go to print second. Although we're kind of talking about this model where you maybe have the books available like in print right away and then releasing them as uh, in this webcomic form so that people who don't want to wait for the whole thing to be released slowly over time can still get, get that book right away, um, whether in print or digital. You know, they, they can, in other words, they can buy it to get the whole thing where they can wait week by week. Um, which also helps if they go to the website and they look at it and they don't want to wait. They're like, hey, I really like this. Where can I go ahead and get it? Exactly, yeah. And, um, you know, all these, these people that I'm talking with, again, I, I can't name names yet, but um, their books would, of course, be available for sale in the store too and, and other merchandise that might be affiliated with it. Um, and, you know, I keep mentioning comics. I should stress that even though this is – pretty focused on comics or will be pretty focused on comics on day one. Um, there's no reason it has to be limited to comics. I'd love to get some webisodes in there of some kind of show, but uh, I don't have anything. I've not made anything like that, and uh, I haven't been able to find something from somebody who uh, has made something like that yet, but I'm, I am actively searching. And um, I have somebody else that uh, I, I'm talking to about their novel that I'd like to serialize. Uh, I'm talking like prose novel. Uh, I'd like to serialize on Narrier. Um, as well. So it's really kind of open to any form of media you could put on the internet. The, um, the cool thing about it is that it becomes an event and you get that episode on that day at that time every week. Well, we ha you said webisodes and somebody just had to ask the question, what genre are you looking for? Well, like I was just saying, I'm not looking for a genre. I want something that can't easily be defined by genre. Um, I want weird, unusual, like you go to the bookstore and they have horror and they have science fiction and then they have new age, whatever, and then they have literature and that's all the stuff that can't be defined. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the unusual stuff. 
<laughs> Somebody's already going, hey, Eric, give me a call afterwards. He thinks we need to talk, Nate. <laughs> is that, is that a I, Nate? That's got to be Nate Brandon, right? I, I believe it is Nate Brandon, yeah. and yeah. I think you really just perked his interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Um, yeah, we're really excited for this. This has been something that I, I've kind of been talking about secretly for a couple of years even. It's taken a long time to get basically all this stuff um, rolled out, and uh, it's all happening at the same time, and it's very exciting. And uh, as I said, that's that's phase two. We're going to be launching Narrator.com. That's going to be a really big project that uh, I won't be running alone, really, either. And then, you know, another, another thing about the site is we're going to have a lot of social tools built into it. So um, I'm not talking about, like, integrating with the media that's on the site or the content on the site, but more like uh, you know, you could get on Facebook and talk to people anytime, but we want people to be able to actually talk about the thing that's happening on the website at the time it's happening. Um, so again, it kind of it'll become a, a social thing. It'll be uh, a, again a, a weekly or really a, over time a daily um, event, like something that everybody can get behind and get excited about and geek out over. Nice. Now there was another question that got thrown up here. Um, you know, because you're not looking for a specific genre type, but the question is, is but, but if someone had a genre type, would you actually consider maybe possibly letting them get on there? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd make exceptions um, for, for really quality work, sure. Um, if it, it would be certain genres would almost get turned down right away, and those genres would probably be superhero stuff. I'd probably say no <laughs> almost immediately. Uh, it'd have to be a really, really unique spin on, on superhero stuff. But if you've got like a, a science fiction or horror or maybe something that's a blend of two genres that is kind of a unique blend of the two, um, then it kind of becomes no genre in a way, and I would definitely be interested. Um, I'll tell you, my soft spot is science fiction. So if you had a really quality science fiction story, um, I would probably be more apt to pick that up than I would a really quality any other genre story. I'm waiting to see if, I, if everybody else on my guest list in the chat room disappears to go write a science fiction comic. Hold on, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Eric. You made everybody leave the chat room to go work on your website. Yeah. <laughs> wow, does, that really, does it work that way? Because I can, I can I need to more people in the chat room and try that again. Um, fortunately, fortunately, I am... Uh, I'm a partner in a web development firm here in Cincinnati, so I uh, I have access to a team of web developers to help me build this thing. Um, so it's gonna be a very professionally built, well-made thing made by professionals that, frankly, I can I have full access to. Um, so we're not shambling together, and I don't mean to put anybody's website down. <laughs> we're not shambling together a WordPress website and trying to fill it up with plugins to make it do all the things we want to do. This is going to be a custom-built professional website that um, it's really all about the experience of going there and using it for a couple hours per evening. And um, again, I just think it's going to be, the idea is it's got to be great for everybody who wants to use it. It's got to be easy. It's got to be fun. And um, I think I have everything, uh, I think I have all the resources I need to make it line up and make it happen by October. <laughs> Which isn't as, isn't that uh, isn't that far away now that I think about it. It's October. That's so going to catch up on me real fast. Oh yeah. Uh, so the Very rest of my 
all the time between now and then is, um, let's see, we have uh, Lackluster World's Kickstarter. Um, I still have some work that remains to be done to get that book finalized, and of course it has to be printed. Um, but during that t the time from today all the way through October, I'm going to be very heavily on the hunt for um, new talent to essentially publish or not, maybe not publish, but maybe just distribute as a webcomic and, uh, and really distribute as, a, um, as a, uh, a merchant that would sell their products too. Um, Nice. So, and if to keep up with updating on what's going on, they can obviously go over to the website, but they can also follow, you know, what's going on on Facebook because Marrier has its own page on Facebook as well, correct? Yeah, it is. Uh, you're going to beat me to that too, aren't you? It's Facebook.com yeah, slash Marrier. Now you beat me <laughs> Facebook.com slash Narrier. Uh, right now it's Twitter.com slash Narriercom. That's because somebody already took the narrier handle on Twitter. I'm working on that. <laughs> um, but uh, And they can follow you on Facebook as well. Yeah, I'm E. Adams on Facebook because somebody beat me to that name too. Um, you're gonna, I, I'm just going to let you put this stuff in there because you're way faster than me. Never mind. <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter... Stop to me. Come on now. <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm a uh, Twitter.com slash Eric Adams, at Eric Adams, one word. At Eric Adams. I'm working on that right now, too. Yeah, I'll just let you do it. But Yeah, because I'm putting actually the links. That way they could just click on the link from the chat room and be like, okay, there it is. Mm -hmm. So, and then, um, so there's a lot. You're on pretty much every type of social media that there is. Well, I don't know about that because I, I'm not much of a um, – I mean, the big ones are Facebook and Twitter, um, but I don't really use Pinterest and I don't really use LinkedIn. Um, and that's really just because I, I don't seem to get a lot of action on those websites. I created accounts for them. I do not even remember the, the usernames I had them under. It was either Narrier or Eric Adams, but um, Facebook and Twitter are kind of it for me. That's really all you need. Uh, Mr. Jesse asks, are you on Friendster yet? Friendster? Uh, I think I am on Friendster if it's still around. Yeah, <laughs> I think my MySpace page is still out there too. If anybody wants to go to my, my old MySpace page, <laughs> you know, I might just go and look at that. Just be like, wow, how dated is that? <laughs> yeah. Did you notice? Well, I think it was like a year or so ago. Like they tried to bring uh, MySpace back, and it's like seriously. This thing's dead. Don't even try it. Just, just you know what? Stop. No, I I agree. And it was actually I think Justin Timberlake owns MySpace now. Um, like I think he bought it from uh, the uh, what's the guy the, the Fox News guy um, uh -huh. who I originally bought it. I'm sorry. I said uh huh. Like yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I think Justin Timberlake bought it just for the brand name because everybody everybody knows the name and they did try to relaunch it and frankly. It wasn't so bad what they tried to do, but I don't think they could get past the the joke that the name had become over time. And um, and also, Facebook did a lot of things right. I mean, they've done a lot of things wrong too. But uh, in order to when you think about it, is like maintaining users. They've done everything right. I just oh, yeah. wish they'd let me see the people I actually want to see on Facebook and not try to filter it out for me. Yeah, that's the only difficult, but that that's where that 
actually filtering it yourself by going to, you know, certain people's pages. You could post on notifications, things like that. And now with everything linked to everything, like every time I get a notification on Twitter or Facebook, my phone goes nuts. Like, hey, Facebook's going wild and you're being, t-. like when I start really promoting a show and everybody starts retweeting it and I'm getting tagged and this, that, and the other, like my phone goes nuts. I like have to like sit my phone like a room over because I'm not going to be able to touch it for like a half an hour because it's just going to constantly go off. Oh, yeah. I mean, while I was running the Kickstarter, um, I got I get Kickstarter alerts on my phone, but I was posting a lot of stuff to Facebook and Twitter, which was probably annoying a lot of people. But <laughs> when you post so much stuff, people are liking it and commenting all the time. After a while, it's like you just have to ignore it because you can't keep up with it. There were, there were definitely days where I, you can't keep up with all the people trying to talk about it and, and when you post some kind of news item about it. Um, but uh, today is not one of those days. Today has been pretty manageable. Um, but a pretty strong day on the Kickstarter, actually. But weirdly, had a lot of people pick up the press release today, the press release I sent out last week, and um, had a lot of activity from that. That um, also helps I'm promoting the fact that there's only three days left and expressing the dire urgency that the world will end if you don't fund my Kickstarter or fund the stretch goal. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the world will end if everybody doesn't back it anyway. So, I mean, come on now. Yeah, I mean, that's, we all want T-shirts to say, where were you when Lackluster World was funded? I kind of miss this, if you didn't get to read it. said, um, this is a big fan of yours, Redneck Lee. This sounds so good, and I am very excited for you. Can't wait. Yes, I did see that. That's Ed. Ed is, uh, Ed is a very, uh, I guess I could call him a very good friend. I only see him at conventions, but... Um, he, uh, you probably know who he is, actually. He's the guy always at Gem City that does the uh, T-shirts, where he goes around and gets artists to draw um, sketches on T-shirts. I yeah, everywhere. Yeah, he's at Derby because you help with Derby, so um, he has a very cool little art thing going on. And um, he once commissioned me for this uh, Captain America sketch cover, which I know he covets. I think he kisses it before he goes to bed every night. Um, <laughs> And I actually just finished up a uh, sketch cover for his brother, Joe. I did a Nova uh, sketch cover that turned out pretty great, too. And, um, hey, if anybody wants to commission me for a sketch cover, you can go to the Kickstarter and do that. <laughs> if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash eadams, you can see uh, – uh, you, you'll be able to scroll down a little bit, and you'll find examples of both the Nova and the Captain America sketch covers I just mentioned. And I can do something like that for you if you pledge for that reward level on the Kickstarter. I love this almost every night. <laughs> yeah. He, if only it had arms, it could hug him back. <laughs> hey, and, uh, uh, we actually, it uh, looks like somebody increased their pledge while we were on the phone here. So we're now up to $8,850. So closing in on 9000 it's coming. It's coming. We're going to get it. We're going to hit 10,000. We're going to get cool cover. I hope Yay. So. <laughs> Hey, um, I've got a funny story about the Where Were You the Day You Died t-shirts and where I got the idea to do that. All right. So let me do a little setup. Where Were You the Day You Died is a, a kind of a slogan, the unofficial slogan for a lackluster world. And... Um, Fahrenheit, the main character of Blackluster World, 
creates this large street art event where he paints a bunch of white body outlines in a, a busy business, uh, a, a busy block in, in the downtown area of the city he lives in. Uh, he does this in the middle of the night. And in the center of all these body outlines is a big message that says, you are already dead. And that message is really supposed to be commentary on if you're not living your life, then you are practically are dead. You should be waking up from this kind of zombified daily routine you're all living in and, and live your lives. Um, that's the message he's trying to communicate. And the day after he does this, entre entrepreneurial people within the city he lives try to capitalize on this event by creating these T-shirts. Uh, again, he wrote, you are already dead on the, um, the street. And people make these T-shirts that say, where were you the day you died? And uh, they're selling them there on the street side by, the, by this street art event, uh, really to profit off of uh, his, uh, his clever little street art thing. I got that idea from a story I read many years ago about something that I think it happened in Louisville. And um, there was uh, apparently the sewer system had built up a lot of gas, uh, over, like natural gas over time. It ignited and it blew all the sewer, like the manhole covers off of the sewer lids in like the, some large business district within Louisville. And uh, they had to shut down all the businesses within a certain block radius of, of this explosion. It was a big thing. And this happened at like, I don't know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Nobody got hurt as far as I know. But there was one guy who happened to be awake when it happened and saw the breaking news story. And he happened to be a T-shirt printer. Um, and he had the equipment like right there. So he silkscreened himself like in his house, like a couple hundred, if not thousand t-shirts that say, where were you in the sewers blue? And he went down there right behind the police line tape and sold every shirt he made and became rich like overnight off this t-shirt idea. And um, I remember hearing that story about, uh, I was actually taking a marketing class in high school when I first heard that story. And uh, it was about how this guy was like a marketing genius for seeing the opportunity and uh, capitalizing on it. So I actually thought that was such a great idea that I actually pretty much monkeyed it <laughs> for lackluster world <laughs> and uh, kind of followed the same thing where I created that event in the story and you can see people wearing those shirts in the story, but then you could have them in the real world too. So it's this weird kind of meta thing where it's funny that you want to support it because you like what it says, but you don't want to support the idea that this guy's being capitalistic about this saying that says you shouldn't be capitalistic and it, it hurt. It's the circular thing that hurts your brain after a little while. But um, <laughs> anyway, I'm getting dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a story. I don't think I told publicly to anybody. I thought that'd be a good one to share with people. You know, and I've never heard the story. I've never even heard of that. So I almost kind of want to go and check out that story now just to see it. I, I uh, looked it up a few years ago online, so I, I found a very old article that mentioned it. Um, so it definitely happened, yeah, but there wasn't a lot to say about it. I, I, there was, I didn't know a name of the event or anything like that. So, um, but that kind of cleverness and thought is in every page of the 380 pages of Lackluster World. <laughs> so I remember you only, have, you only have three days and we want that 10,000 gold we want it, bring it to us because I want it you want it, he wants it my mom wants it, we all want it we want to see it happen 
So I hope that, you know, if you haven't already backed it, please go back it. And, of course, please remember to share it on Twitter, Facebook, to your friends, family members, because we really want to see this actually hit its first pledge goal, or stretch goal, pledge goal, stretch goal. And because uh, I really, it's a really great story. You know, I, I've had the pleasure of being, I've only read up to issue three at this point. I know, shame on me. But what? it's a great story. What do you mean, what, what? I got what? the very first comic last year. What? What? No, that's fine. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I, I know that as those issues go on, everyone gets better consecutively. So I, I feel nothing but jealousy that I don't get to read it because I already know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Shame on me. You know, I feel the same way that I did when um, I finally got to read some of um, a, a friend of ours, Chris Charlton's work, and I went, where have I been? Why haven't I read this yet? Oh, somebody so. in the chat room's asking, uh, says, tell us about Pete the Crucifix. Um, so, Amanda, you've read the third issue of Lackluster World, or at least uh-huh. possessed it, if you haven't read it. So you've, you've seen the... Uh, You've experienced the scene where you get to meet Jesus and the talking bear and a various other. It's pretty much like a demented Christian Peewee's Playhouse. (laughs) That's kind of what's happening there. Um, That is probably uh, the best description I've ever heard of it, yes. (laughs) Well, um, there's a character in there uh, who is an anthropomorphic crucifix, and uh, he has little three little anthropomorphic nails that sit on his shoulder. And um, his name is Pete, although it's never mentioned in the book. I've always called him Pete. And um, Pete is, uh, he's just one of the weird characters that accompany Jesus and Talking Bear. And uh, I should point out that Talking Bear actually is the character's name. He is, in fact, a bear who talks. um, And that's why he's named Talking Bear. Um, So all those, uh, that scene with, um, with, Jesus and Talking Bear and Pete the Crucifix, and there's uh, a robot named Happy Bot, and uh, there's some children, and there's raccoons, and it's, again, it's like a demented Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, that's actually going to be what my next comics project is, is uh, a spinoff with all of those characters, and it's going to be a book called Jesus Land, and it is, uh, you could say it's a, a direct tie-in with Blackluster World, really, but um, the stories are, are totally separate, but it is those characters. And Jesus Land is going to be a story about uh, this virtual reality world that contains these characters, and then the world outside of them, where there's the the, the, the video game developers who have made this virtual reality game, and um, these characters within the game start to uh, get uh, clues that there's something bigger than the world they're living in. Like they think that there's some kind of creator out there beyond them. Even God thinks there's a creator out there, like the virtual reality God in the game. And um, it's a, it's a funny little story about um, belief and um, religion and I guess skepticism. Um, But I will say it's, I've written the script already. Like the script exists, maybe, maybe 90% written. There's still pieces to fill in, but um, it's definitely the funniest thing I've ever written. And as many people that have loved the Rum Springa book I've just put out, um, I'm telling you, Jesus Land is going to be even funnier than that. Jesus Land is definitely the – I don't know if I'll ever write anything funnier than Jesus Land. 
I'm pretty excited to finally be able to get the, the chance to work in that. So I'll be drawing the art for that this fall and winter and hopefully release it in the spring next year. So that's phase three, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not thinking in terms of phase three yet. I'm thinking in, I'm thinking in phase one and then after phase one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like you have so much that we're still having to look forward to. And, again, I'm so happy to hear that the Kickstarter got funded. Let's, you know, everybody out there, let's let's get to that first stretch goal. And, of course, I'm glad to hear that everybody's really loving the books that you released. And, of course, they can get the books where? Uh, uh, www.narrier.com. That's the best place to find all my stuff. And if, of course, you can't get it online or you just really want to meet the guy, because I'm telling you, you want to meet this guy, make sure that you, you know, go over to his website, follow him on Facebook and Twitter, see where he's going to be at. He still has plenty more conventions that he's going to be at, you know, so go out, meet him. You can't miss him. He's the skinny, pale, skinny white, pale guy with the fedora on. You can't miss him at all. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dapper dresser. Look, look for the best dressed, best dressed guy at a convention, <laughs> and you'll find me. <laughs> but we are, it's already four minutes till eight, so of course, you know, we have to go ahead and wrap up, um, cool. but thank you so much for coming back on the show and sharing with, you know, giving us an update on everything that's been going on. Um, I'm, I hope you had a great time, and I definitely want to have you back on um, closer to when phase two starts, so I hope that you come back for that. And, of course, you know, um, as as we are winding down the show, do remember that at this point, this is the second to last episode of AGP on TalkShoe. After next week with Mr. Scott McMahon, who's known from the All yeah Comics, Sammy the Samurai Squirrel, we will no longer be on TalkShoe. We will be coming to a new medium. I will have a little bit more information here shortly on where you'll be able to catch the next episodes after TalkShoe is gone for AGP. But in the meantime, again, let's say thank you so much to Mr. Eric Adams for joining us. I'm I'm so happy to have had you on the show again, and um, let's go let's go get that Kickstarter up to ten thousand, everybody. We need this. I, I I want I want the shiny cover. I really do. I want it. It'll be pretty. I like pretty because I'm a girl, so I'm allowed yeah. to like pretty. Yeah, that's hey, it. Bo- hey, I'm boys are allowed to my- like pretty shiny things too. <laughs> but again thank you so much for being on the show and I hope to have you back soon and remember everybody Twitter it is at Eric Adams Facebook it is facebook.com forward slash E Adams Facebook it is facebook.com forward slash Narrier and on Twitter it is Narrier.com so please go follow him go like his pages check out all of his work go buy some comics go see him at some conventions and until next time we say good night. And I've got some more Daredevil that I have to finish because I'm only up to episode 10, so I have three more three more episodes to watch. I'm so far behind everybody else. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.